Hello, JudgeCast listeners. This is your host, Sean Caranese, uh, Level 2 from Berkeley, California. I am actually doing a solo cast today. Uh, we weren't able to coordinate this one with Jose Bovida or Ricky Hayashi, uh, though I will let you know that they are both returning in our next episode, number 25. This is episode number 24. And for this episode, wanted to take all of the other content that we'd picked up at Worlds and present it to you. Uh, so you get a sense of what it means, uh, you know, one of the taglines for um, playing in the Pro Tour is play the game, see the world. And thanks to you um, and the DCI and Hasbro and um, basically everybody else that's helped me be any kind of judge, um, I was able to judge the game and see the world. So with that, uh, I want to say first off, thank you. And second, here's some content. So, hope it's uh, enjoyable for you, and I'll come back with some context. So, at the opening ceremonies, our team lead, James McKay, comes up to us with this sage advice. Uh, For reference, James McKay is a level 4 judge now from Australia, uh, very instrumental in the construction of the Judging at Regular events uh, document and also has been um, very active as the regional coordinator for Australia. Um, So definitely uh, a good guy to know if you're down under. Uh, Here's Mr. Mr. McKay's um, take on the opening ceremonies. This is not an obligation. So if you want to go and watch, by all means, go and watch. I can watch the rest of it on coverage. (laughs) (laughs) It's different being there. I I got a little bit of it, and then I can watch the rest of it on coverage. You got got the vibe. Yeah. Um, A friend of mine was holidaying in Thailand, um, and some of those amazing temples, um, and he overheard an American couple... Um, and the guy said to his wife, just take a photo of it. I'll look at it when I get home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Go holiday. Wow. Just Photoshop yourself into stuff. So when you have an experienced team lead like Mr. McKay leading you, uh, first thing you do is listen to him. So with that, we have a few seconds of the opening ceremony uh, from Worlds. Uh, this is just the control of the tail end of the uh, nations being announced and introduced. Ladies and gentlemen, the represented countries for the 2010 Magic the Gathering World Championships. So from there, in day one of Worlds, I was on logistics on the main event. So uh, we talked a little bit about what logistics team does um, at an event like Worlds. Um, Here's James McKay again, our team lead, talking a little bit about that. Logistics essentially are team spatula. We need to be where the other judges can't be. So during the first 10 minutes of the round when the deck checks are happening, it's really important that we're all on the floor. Paper will be putting out the results slips, so they've all got jobs to do, putting up uh, pairings, etc., etc. So at that point, we don't have anything to do. At smaller events like GPs, um, nationals and what have you, we would be starting the clock, 
but the scorekeeper's machinery is hooked up to the, the clock here. So he will start the clock. Uh, we just need to make sure that he does. Uh, but it's Federico, so I, I have no concerns whatsoever about that happening. Our big job uh, at the end of every round is the end of round procedure. Um, who here has done end of round procedure before? You have, and you have, and you have, and you have. Boring. <laughs> um, so we're going to have a timesheet that we're going to get printed up shortly, um, which will be at the main desk. Everyone's been informed during the wow green um, during the during Ricardo's briefing about writing time on that. So I'm sure you know how to do that. Uh, do we all know how to correctly fill out a penalty on a results entry slip? Yeah? Tell me how to do it. Uh, the person could really assault small mark on the front so that the scorekeeper knows there's a penalty answer. Then you have the name of the judge. Judges are sorted by first name, so put the first name first. So judge, name first, first name, last name? First name, last name. Yep. Then player. Player are sorted by last name, so last name first, and then first name. And then... So it would be James Mackay, Finkel, John. Don't have to write it down, it's okay. James Mackay, Finkel, John, okay. and uh, then? Penalty, warning, for example. And then the infraction, sorted by the type of infraction. I think reporter actually has infraction first. Yes. So I would put infraction, like game yeah. rule violation, gameplay, gameplay error, game rule violation. And then have a brief description of what it is. You know, played Wrath of God for white and three instead of two white and two, and then the penalty last. I'm just <laughs> warning. Uh, Isn't the penalty before the scorekeeper? Uh, oh, on DCI uh, reporter, it goes judge, player, infraction, penalty, penalty description. description. Okay. Now, uh, common uh, abbreviations: FTMGS. Uh, yep, yep. Okay. Yep, GPE, GFE. Great, absolutely. DCI I... reporter also groups penalties by the class of, of infraction Almost. that they are. <laughs> well, roughly, so like. We still got if two decklist problems. GPE, GRV. No. Yeah. Okay. There's. Uh, there's uh, I think there's only, like four. I think there's something like. Uh, uh, Forgot to decide or something. Oh, they're Failure still all there. Failure to decide board, deck deck mismatch, error. illegal <laughs> It's a text file. Why hasn't someone just fixed that? Because DCI reporter is no longer supported officially. Officially at all. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'm glad we don't use it for anything. Right. Just remember oh. that what, what you wrote on the result of is public information. So, for example, if on a list error, don't write the name of the card that's missing or something like that. Um, we're also on the feature match. I believe there'll be feature matches from round one onwards. The paper team will be make sure that the results entry slip goes to the feature match. Speaking of paper team, uh, they seem to have stolen one of our tables for their cutting from their slips and stuff. Okay. So I guess we need another one. Uh, you can't share? They're only going to be there for 30 seconds. A minute. Or you could have three tables to uh, three seats to a table like we do here. Yeah, just shuffle up. Okay. So this is the chairs maybe. Cry. <laughs> Play nicely with the other teams, Andreas. I don't like them. <laughs> Unlucky. <laughs> In the report, does not play well with others. <laughs> um, so, just the other things about logistics. Uh, traffic flow, watching the way people move through spaces, uh, identifying bottlenecks. Any dramas that you perceive that might affect the event and the, the smoothness with which the event runs. We are the oil in the gears. So, 
Uh, when players are done with their match, are we collecting the match results? That I haven't been given table? any instructions, but I believe that we are going to be collecting the results entry slips and okay. verifying, just verbally. So, Tasha, you crushed Sean? Okay, great. Um, I'll try and get everyone rotated through the jobs so that we all kind of get a chance to you know, freshen up our skills and also just see things from um, another point of view. Uh, every time we get a new pair of eyes doing something, they might see a better way to do things. So uh, all really happy to do that. Um, we've been instructed to ensure that judges aren't clumping in front of the, the stage, the, the, the desk area. I'm 100% confident that you guys won't do that. Uh, I'm saying it only for completeness sake. Uh, I would like to have a sit down with everyone um, probably every two rounds. Uh, because we're doing the end of round procedure though, it's kind of awkward for us to do that at the, the natural sort of end of round time. Uh, so it may just be that we're going to clump together in the middle of the floor towards the middle of each round. When deck checks is back on the floor. Exactly right, yep. Um, and when the, well, the floor coverage is obviously really okay. solid. Um, as far as breaks are concerned, I have always said I'd like you to have a lot of little breaks throughout the day. Um, you'll also get a nice, good break to go and get some food. Um, so long as you are here five or six minutes before the end of the round and ten minutes into the round, it gives you like you know forty odd minutes of a round to go and get something to eat. So you'll be sent basically as soon as I see the deck check team coming back on, I'll be sending one or two of you away for a lunch break. So hopefully that gives you a good sense of what logistics does as a team. Um, it's also a really good notion of what a really good team lead looks like in action. Uh, the sort of things that go over, uh, you know, to go over when you're a team lead to with your with your team before you actually start the event, that sort of thing. Um, so that's definitely a, a good thing that James did. Um, was really valuable throughout the day to sort of know where we were going and what we could expect. Um, so if you are looking to team lead at a future event, um, those are hopefully some things you can take away from that. Uh, let's move on now to our next interview. Our next interview is with Sikarin Kocheron. I'm probably mispronouncing that. My apologies. Sikarin, um, it was a great uh, time we actually spent here, not only on the floor of Worlds, but also um, at Round one, which was an entertainment venue that we went to karaoke later with a bunch of other judges. Um, maybe more on that later. We'll see. Uh, this is day one of uh, Worlds here in Chiba, and uh, I'm here with... Um, uh, Sikuin. Sikuin. In, and Sikuin, where are you from? Bangkok, Thailand. Okay, and you, uh, we were just talking a little bit about your events here. Tell us about uh, this event for you um, and a little bit about your history of judging. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I judged from in Thailand. It started in seven, uh, six, 16, 16 or 17 years ago. Mm. Uh, the first time that I judging is like, <laughs> it's like I have a first date. Mm -hmm. It's just like uh, I, 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 found, I found this game, and the found this is, it's like, a, it's like it's. I'll say you can just call it a magic. Mm -hmm. It's very magic for me, <laughs> <laughs> and I found it's oh, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's adopt your 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 skill, mm -hmm. your minus, and you got a strategy to 
to do. So I found, oh, it's very great. So uh, the one that uh, told me to be judging is uh, a player. Because uh, actually that time, in, t- in, in my country, there's no more judge. Uh, so we started. Then I go back to work. Okay. And I stop it and go back again. Right now, I just go, go back to judge and playing again. So my interview with Sikarin got inter- interrupted with the start of the next round. Um, and then a little bit later on, we were able to pick it up. Um, but that was more just after the fact. Just talking. Uh, didn't actually sit down more time to record with him. However, I did sit down with Edwin Zhang, uh, who is the regional coordinator for China um, and also um, a level two judge from Canada at the same time. So uh, this is Edwin's interview. Um, he and I got along really awesomely at the event, um, and he is someone that I would look forward to working with in the future um, in pretty much any capacity. Edwin was really awesome and, and really was an evangelist for uh, judging, uh, really cared about having the judge booth active and, and available to players there, um, and really was uh, just someone who showed some real passion for judging. Um, and I think uh, this interview really shows it as, as well. So I'm here with Edwin Zhang. Uh, he is a level two from Canada and China. Um, so we're going to ask him a few questions. First, Edwin, uh, what's it like being from two countries um, and uh, which are you in most and how do you get the alignment of two countries? Well, um, it's more like um, dealing with um, your family and your wife's family. Okay. You have two sides and uh, you got to take care of both of them. Um, to be honest, um, I stay in Canada most of my time, but at the same time, thank you to the great internet world nowadays. So we got to deal with China with online a lot. Mm-hmm. It will be the same way if I'm in China. I got to deal with people in China in person, but you Canadians online. So um, because you deal with a lot of Chinese uh, issues online, does that mean you also are involved in remote certification, anything like that? Or what, how do you feel about remote certification with uh, it happening for some Chinese judges these days? Yes. Um, in fact, I have remote certified a lot of judges within the last six months. Okay. It's a great way to get in touch with uh, areas that's no judge over there. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that will be one of the best way to start exploring certain areas without a single certified judge. So um, how does remote certification work for those of us that have never heard of it before? Remote certification basically is uh, very similar to our real certification as well, except we got to talk to the candidate in person or by phone or online, um, get to know of them, what they're doing, then get to know where they're at. There's something we can help them with. Then for the testing part, well, we got to use online testing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the online testing works uh, very similarly to uh, any other online test you may have taken, it seems like, through the judge center, that sort of thing. Um, so remote certification, what are these communities, if they, if they don't have a judge yet, um, how developed are the player bases there? It would seem like they must be very remote, um, not have many players. Um, tell me more about the communities that these judges are serving. Uh, I believe a uh, majority of part for regions without judges are there are people willing to do the work. However, they're just missing opportunities to become a judge. Okay. What they really need is opportunity, which the remote certification give us. Mm-hmm. And also, some of the 
um, mentorship on telling them what the judges really are doing because sometimes they don't really see this. Mm-hmm. And well, once they get to know what's going on, they're on the right track. Okay. Um, so this is your first worlds, is that correct? Um, this is my third, at least. Okay, your third worlds, at least. So you've been into a lot of these. Um, so you must have seen it all. What are you looking forward to most of this worlds? This worlds. Well, well, since this is well, the only worlds I have been to in Asia, mm-hmm. well, my major goal is get to know people from all over Asia. Okay. And that will definitely help me more on doing my work as a regional coordinator. Okay. And tell me more about the job you do as a regional coordinator. It's not just remote certification. There's other community development that you do as part of that. Um, what are the things that you're most involved in uh, as your remote as your regional coordinator? Well, technically speaking, the biggest part for me so far is remote certification. However, my world major job is supposed to be the connection between the, the local leaders and the upper half. Mm-hmm. Well, let's call it the upper half for now. Well, right, it's just the top of the pyramid. There's only a few of them. They're not half of us, but they're the upper crust of judging, yes. Exactly. Okay. Um, well, our job is trying to be the bridge. Let them feel that they are taking care, that the top half is actually caring about them all the time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. All right. Thank you, Edwin. So, that's level three judge Edwin Zhang. Uh, it's worth noting that at the moment of the interview, he was still level two and he passed his level three exam there at Worlds along with seven other judges who were promoted to level three along with another a bunch of other promotions that happened there at Worlds. So from there, let's go on to our next interview. Our next interview is with Fabian Peck or as his friends call him, the great Fabu or other things. Um, he is another one of the level three judges that was promoted to level three. Uh, he is from Australia, as you'll definitely clearly hear from his accent. So, I give you Fabian Peck. Just to say, hi, I'm here with Fabian Peck, one of the brand new L threes minted here at Worlds in Shiba. Um, uh, if you heard that, that was James McKay. Um, from Australia, doing the. Uh, could you do that again? I didn't get that right. Because he's he actually really really likes the fact that uh, Fabian or Fabian. How do you how how should we pronounce your name? Fabian's fine. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Fabs. Adam Shaw says Fabs. So. <clears throat> baby, baby. Oh, Fabi, baby. Yes. Um, so. L3, big, huge step for you. Uh, what do you intend to be the biggest change to the way that you judge now as opposed to when you were uh, L2? I guess now I just I know more of the other L3s and I just have access to more people, but okay. just have more information. So access to more information um, with great power like that access comes great responsibility. Um, what other responsibilities will you be taking on as an L3? Uh, I'm not entirely sure any specific areas I'm working on yet, but right now I'm planning to work with James on the simplified MTR. Okay, so that's the magic tournament rules, simplified so that real people can read them, basically. You are a, a one of a large class of L3s that have certified uh, here. Um, in your mind, uh, the number of L3s that are certified for uh, here at Worlds for uh, their advancement, uh, what does that mean for the region as a whole, and, and what do you expect to see happen um, across uh, Southeast Asia, Pacific Rim, um, and your home country, of course, of Australia? I guess it just means more opportunities 
for just growth and a large amount of recruitment in areas that haven't had many judges. So you see uh, an opportunity for recruitment. Um, what's the, tell me more about ju- the situation for judging in your local area in Australia. How, what's it like? Uh, what are the stores like? What are the PTQs like? Um, what's the community like, and how do you intend to improve that specifically? Okay, so in Australia, in Melbourne in particular, we've been quite spoiled. So we've had uh, an L4 and an L3 for quite a while, as well as some L2s. Mm-hmm. So we... We just need to to get some more events to get people judging it. So our PTQs are around 90 players are the biggest ones. There's no other really large events to get to other than nationals and one Grand Prix a year. So to just try and make more events to get more experience. Okay, so you'll be talking to Nick Saban over at Star City Games about running some uh, standard opens down under or something like that? It's certainly a possibility. Maybe in conjunction with one of the, the local chain stores. Okay, that actually sounds awesome. I meant that as a joke, but you took it seriously. That's a good sign. <laughs> That's a really good sign, in fact. Um, okay, so you've worked really hard for a long time to get to L3 here. Um, what was the hardest part of the exam that you can actually share with us? The, the rules interview... So the, the rules exam is tough. They are questions that rarely come up in play, but are very hard and test the interaction of maybe five or six cards together. And the policy questions test every detail you could imagine from every document. The, the real hard part, though, is the interview, which is this mysterious beast that changes for every person. Yeah. It's it's a few hours long, there are some breaks in the middle, and it is hard. So, uh, yeah, I've heard it described as Kobayashi Maru sometimes, uh, which is, of course, the Star Trek reference. Um, what, uh, so, nebulous maybe the interview is, um, we kind of know all the documents that are considered in the test. Um, what are the more esoteric ones that took you by surprise that maybe somebody testing for L3 should be like, oh, it would be a good idea to review that at some point? So something like the Premier Event Invitation Guide, the one document no one ever reads. So you need to know if someone is already qualified for a Pro Tour, for example, can what can they play in? If there's qualified for Worlds, what can they play in? How does the Pro Club work? And just every detail of every other document. So you can't just refer to those questions to say, ah, go ask Scott Larrabee and he should know? In most cases, yes, but there are some things that you'll need to know because your players will ask you. Okay, so we've covered documents, uh, probably as much of the interview as you would feel comfortable sharing. Um, What advice do you have for someone looking to get up to L3? Um, And, uh, well, let's start with that. Talk to L3s, talk to L4s, talk to your regional coordinator. Just talk to people, find out what it takes. Beyond that, just work hard, become an L3, and then you will be certified. So what? um, there are other actual very tangible benefits that come along with being an L3. Um, Those are not necessarily known to everybody, um, but can you kind of... uh, what, what what, What are the benefits of this club you've just been admitted to? 
So the other place, I don't have one yet, but I've just seen this fancy New Year holiday card. Uh, so this is like the um, seasons beatings and gifts given in those series. The Elthories get some of those. What is this one? I'm not entirely sure it's been publicly released yet. I believe it's, it's on Facebook. Sure, it's I don't know the name. Snow Mercy, and it's whenever a creature deals damage to you, you may put some kind of can on it. And it has tap uh, as a cost. Tap, untap, tap, untap, tap, untap. Tap each creature with a snow counter. <laughs> very nice. Very, very nice to hear. Okay. Um, so, let's see. Do you also... Uh, I know there are also other benefits of being an L3. Uh, it used to be that you would get a box of every new set when they came out. Uh, or actually, uh, we're being told now two boxes of every new set when they come out. Um, so, uh, other things like that. Um, probably better consideration for Grand Prix, that sort of thing. Uh, sponsorship, etc. Um, what are you looking forward to most in terms of the perks of the job? Um, what are you looking to... Yeah, what are you looking forward to most there? The two boxes of every set was a friendly surprise. I didn't actually know about that or the, the holiday card until after I was certified. But I think the main benefit is that I'll get to attend more events and just judge more. Right, and then bring that experience back to your home country and train more people with that experience, of course. Of course. Okay. Fabian Peck from Australia, brand new L3. Thank you very much for your time. No worries. So that's Mr. Peck. Um, now, also, if you are a DigiCast listener who has received one of the iPhone codes, the free iPhone uh, MTG Guide app codes, uh, that is uh, how you've gotten them, actually. is from Fabian, uh, gave them to us, and we handed them out. Um, although, he also pointed out that full credit goes to Michael Wybrow for developing the MTG Guide app, which, uh, if I do say again, is really fantastic. Um, I use it... Um, most days that I'm actually judging a tournament, I think every day I'm judging a tournament, I'll probably use that code, or rather that, that app. So with that, thank you again for being our listeners. Um, this show wouldn't exist without you, and uh, we really appreciate you taking the time for us. Uh, we have this shortened episode here. Again, uh, just imagine how short this is with no banter, one host droning on. Um, of course, you've got other people on it, but... Um, in the future here, we're going to have a few more uh, rules questions, that sort of thing, coming up in our next episode. Our next episode is actually uh, going to be recorded at the um, San Jose StarCityGames.com Open, and we will have Ricky Hayashi there recording with us. So stay tuned for that. Um, hopefully we'll hear from you then. This is Sean Catanese. I keep it fair, and my other hosts keep it fun, so apparently this one isn't fun. Um, with that, just remember to call a judge. Thanks for listening.